0: free market, everybody wins and you can't have a game where everybody wins. Uh. And you can't have a game that's really like communism because everybody loses. (laughs) This is Sounding Board where we're sitting inside and it's 30 degrees and it's nine o'clock at night. Oh, it's crazy! Hottest, hottest day ever, is it? It's, it's, it's not the hottest day ever. We haven't breached uh, oh, the particular we'd... records, I don't think. Uh, okay, no worries. It's close. It's got to be close, isn't it? Can yeah, it... It's, you know, 36, 37, something like that. Right. Um, I could, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe it got, got the hottest somewhere. Um, but you know, you know, you know what it is, don't you? Global warming. Global warming. But isn't that, isn't that great? Look how warm it is. I, th- I thought they have been telling us for, for years that, that, you know, that, that the weather isn't the climate. Extreme weather events. That's now what global warming is or causes. Right. So the point being is it can be anything you like. So it doesn't matter what it is, it's global warming. Right. Although interestingly, so I watched, did I tell you I watched Vice, the film? No. So are you aware of, are you aware of this mm, film? No. This is uh, where Batman plays Dick Cheney. Ah, yes. You know, you played me the trailer for that. Oh, did I? Yes, and it looked really funny. Yeah, odd film. Um, the kind of first half is 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 pretty good. The kind of first two thirds are pretty good. I like the style of it. It has a mock ending about halfway through, where it's literally playing the credits. It's it's it's. I like its style. Um, it jumps around a bit. Um but then it just goes massively political. Massively, massively. Basically have, I would have thought it was Dick the whole thing was political. Well yeah, but not in it almost turns into a um uh um a Michael um what's his name? Michael Moore. Michael Moore documentary. Really? Yeah. It goes a bit crazy, it goes a bit It's on the it's bordering on psychedelic and it's it's just weird. It's just weird. And I came I came away a bit disturbed by it Um, and it blames everything everything possibly going wrong in the world is Dick Cheney's fault (laughs) (laughs) and um, and one of those is uh, global warming or rather so according to the film uh, the reason that we call it climate change is because he had someone come to him from a focus group order. As in, a focus group said, climate change doesn't sound as bad, does it? And everyone goes, oh yeah, we much prefer the term climate change than global warming. And so they adopted the term climate change. So I thought so it was a marketing I, spin person. So I thought it, the term climate change was adopted because they realised that the Earth wasn't getting warmer. You know, the Earth got its hottest in something like 1998 and then just got yeah. st- steadily cooler. Yeah. So they couldn't call it global warming anymore. What could call it call? Oh, climate change. No, I, I, I'm, I've no idea where this particularly came from, um, but it, it, it then showed you know forest fires and earthquakes and honestly, it, it got, it got crazy and it attributed all of the world's disasters and the poor, to one Dick Cheney, which I felt was a tad unfair and a tad unrealistic, <laughs> um, but it's interesting, interesting film, yeah. Um, as it is sounding board and it is nine o'clock at night, would you and it, I know it's hot, even though it's hot, would you like a whiskey? You're gonna make I don't I do. I always I'll never say no to a whiskey, so yeah, um, you might say no albeit, to this. yeah, no, what, what are you opening here? So this was a birthday present. I got it, it's so I got it a couple of years ago. Um, There's hardly anything gone from that bottle, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So have a have a, have a just a, a We just a little snifter of of, of that, and you you realise why you don't you don't need much of this. This Okay. Well, and as you know, I uh, I I take my whiskey neat, um, no uh, no what no watering down. Um, Mm -hmm. Can I can I ask what the strength is of this? No, you may not, because I've got some sixty three percent at home. Have you now? Right, we'll have some of this. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. That. That's powerful just on the nose. <laughs> okay, here goes. Oh, oh my word. <laughs> yeah <coughs> Yeah, that's that's really strong. And it's 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 obviously strong alcoholic wise, but it's it's got a very strong taste as well. Yeah, so it's only this is only five years old. So this is uh, this oh is, right. This is from Master of Malts from the Altmore Distillery, and oh. their Master Distiller, you know, tastes all the barrels every kind of few years. Tasted this one at five years and said that's good enough. That's as enough. It is. We'll we'll, we'll just my take word it out. that that does burn somewhat. Sixty-five point four percent. So you are supposed to kind of water it down to your yeah. taste, but it's um sixty-five point four percent. That's uh, good stuff. That is a new record for me. That's, that's why I don't, I don't drink it very often. <coughs> we... I, I had a little bit of a cough in the first place, but that's kind of accentuated a bit. Right, well, should we pause for a moment? and Come back. Let, let me recover. In, in a first, I have I have watered down the remaining drop of whiskey. Yeah, I've, I've necked mine. You, yeah, you're you're clearly. Clearly, the the of nut to crack. I'm uh, I'm pulling myself. So this you can have some of this moment. This is Talisker Sky. Yeah, that's um, that's gonna. Yeah. This is a mere forty. So this is driving whiskey. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> that's gonna. It's gonna be like having an ice cream after this. <laughs> this uh this battery acid that you've given me. Uh, but I have watered it down. It should. Uh, let me just let me just check. A bit nicer. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm I can actually pick out the flavors actually in that now, and I think see, that's that is the point, isn't it? If you put if you have like a pipette and you put a tiny bit of water, in, you can bring out the flavors. Yes. Yeah. So that's the whole point. Is you water down to whatever level you like. But it's not got to me now. That's just that's just flavored water. I mean, you can see I've I've really not put a lot of water in there, um, but now that's just flavored water. I'm not I'm not getting in those other nice qualities. Yeah, so you need to just put like a drop. in, Yeah, so like a drop. Um, yeah, doesn't, no, doesn't be, none of that be, warming quality. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the lasting color. but it, it does it does taste nice and that's the important thing it tastes nice we need to get a pipette in order to do well, maybe put some white coats on get a Bunsen burner and <laughs> work out the precise amount of water that we need for that whiskey maybe that could be we can spend a whole evening doing that Whatever. You had a couple of topics anyway. You just wanted a chat for this. this just one. wanted a bit of a chat. I know, I've we, got we, the... I know we've done. We've done specific episodes where we have proper topics, and where you or I will plan stuff out. This, and we like to plan things because we we've generally found it produces a better pod. But there are some things that don't that aren't that aren't necessarily pod worthy. Or no, that sounds bad. Don't turn off. Don't don't press. Don't press stop. Uh, that aren't that won't last as long as you want for an entire podcast. So they're they're kind of valid topics, and there's things that sometimes sneak away from my brain. That we're talking about something uh, I really want to say this about it, but then we 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 talk for half an hour and I forget to mention it. Yeah, or it might be it might be a very good five or ten minutes worth of content, but it's not going to last half an hour or an no. hour. exactly. So we can just string a few of these together, I guess. Let's let's do that. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was. The Labour Party... Well, actually, it's the Labour and the Conservative Party and branding, political branding. OK. But, as I say, in particular, the Labour Party. And it's around... Uh, I mean, ob- they love the use of the word Tories, don't they? Yeah? They're not the Conservative Party. They're Tories. And and they, the way they say it in that guttural Tories way, it, it's obviously to be negative and it's for any possible negative connotation. I remember... David Cameron, mistakenly using the term "wicked Tories," and he used it as to say, "Oh, you can't just say it's just the wicked Tories or something like that." But he broke that that golden rule of never of never using your opponent's ammunition. Well, it's like when when Theresa May and she, I think it was a while ago, wasn't she? She, she was talking about the Conservative Party being the nasty party. Oh, that's. It's interesting. There've been a couple of people who've done that. She was one of them. Um, she, she was the one who coined the "nasty party" phrase, and it's the one that got that got dredged up a lot. Interestingly, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't really heard them use that since she was prime minister. I thought, I thought they would have brought that up more. I thought the opposition and I thought the media would have brought that up more because it was it was her phrase. She was the one who said. I mean, she was saying it in that we shouldn't be seen as the nasty party. I don't remember the exact quote. Classic example of a quote probably taken out of context. Well, I think she'd been. I think she'd heard people calling the Tories the nasty party, and she'd said, "Look, some people are calling us this. This is this is not what we want. This is not yeah. what we're about." But this again, this is the problem of a phrase getting grabbed by the media, isn't it? Um, uh, to to use a, a very topical one, "do or die," yeah. The only reason Boris said "do or die" in relation to leaving the EU on the thirty-first of October was because um, was it was it Theo Usherwood of LBC? Was it that interview? I can't remember which one. Where uh, he said to him, what what one pushing him for uh, you know to equivocate or not on it? He's like, "So definitely, definitely out, absolutely out, do or die." You know, he was he was just pulling phrases and. He repeated it. He repeated one and so that's it. Boris says do or die. Boris didn't go into this interview thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the phrase do or die because I think that's going to be politically sound for me to do so. Now he may have turned around and and thought I'm not going to squash that particular one, I'm not going to spin that any other way because it gets the right message across. Um, It's always difficult to know whether or not Boris Johnson is entirely aware of what he's saying and how political it, it may or may not turn out to be, um, but he said it. It got it got run with. But going back to this 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 idea of yeah, the Labour might just calling Tories Tories. That's that's what we call them. Um. I thought for a while, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, that the Conservative Party, since Jeremy Corbyn has got in, have have missed the trick. By not just branding the problems of the Labour Party to be the entire Labour Party, they fixate on Corbyn. They they very much personalised their attacks, haven't they? It's all about beating Corbyn. It's all about stop stop Corbyn, stop stopping Corbyn from being Prime Minister. And Corbynism. Corbynism. Uh, Corbynomics. Exactly, and occasionally they'll talk about. Or one of the others, and in the in the in the run up in the in the in the campaign, the twenty seventeen general election campaign, obviously Diane Abbott was a, a and jo- John McDonnell sometimes because he's had a chance to with his lunatic policies and Ab- absolutely. But generally speaking, it's about stopping Corbyn. Now, again, this is just this is just me playing uh, you know political advisor that I that I never am and never will be. But I uh, to me, if that had happened, if if it, if it did happen, Jeremy Corbyn became leader. I would have just been saying this is the Labour Party through and through, the Labour Party are back to its roots, and and each time a position in the senior echelons of the Labour Party or the Labour Party structures got taken over by one of you know Corbyn's cronies, that's just evidence that the entire party has gone down that route. You know the NEC and all these other parts of the Labour Party. Well, you certainly certainly after about six months, you would say, look, they've had their chance to resign. To yeah, to to oust him or to yeah, you know to, to have a vote of no confidence or whatever. Every single one of those Labour MPs is for Jeremy Corbyn. Therefore, this is a this is a Labour problem. Yeah, um, but it is they are standing behind their leader. But the hard left have taken over the Labour Party, and rather than saying this is a hard left Labour Party, it's either us. Or it's the hard left Labour Party. You know, I'd take a phrase like that. And that's just that, that's all I'd use. I'd never say I'd never say Corbyn. I'd never say Labour Party. You'd always say the hard left Labour Party. You know, This is uh, politics playbook. You know, 101, isn't it? Uh, of just just you know repeating that phrase yeah, of painting you, 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 painting. You'd, the you'd have that in your narrative. You just call them communists all the time or the communist or Labour whatever, Party, yeah. what, whatever. Um, but instead, they have personalised it now. Are that's, they are they too used to doing that because they had to do it all the time with Tony Blair because he was for a long time he was the only the only member of the Labour Party that you'd see certainly before 1997 it was all about Blair it's all about Blair so they 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 kind of got do you think used that's to, when it became personal they got used to attacking the leader of the Labour Party and they've probably done so ever since don't you think that no, don't, don't you think they played on that um, I mean I suppose there was you know the, the Labour tax bombshell all this kind of stuff back in the 80s. Uh, and I suppose we were maybe too young. I can't remember too in, enough about it. But um, Neil Kinnock wasn't exactly a, a a popular leader. It wasn't. It wasn't someone you could. It, it was easy to say you don't want Neil Kinnock in charge either. That wasn't it. I mean, there's always a personality element. There, there was, but I don't think it was as much. It was. Yeah. It was all about Labour's economic policies, Labour's tax bombshell, Labour's this. Yeah. Whereas when Blair, just, just the fact that he wasn't very popular, just helped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. when Blair came along, it was. It was more about. Yeah. More about him personally. Yeah. Um, and they were. Kind of, I think. I think the Tories were kind of forced to do that because Labour made it all about Blair. You know, John Prescott and people. It's like you. you can. You can just stand in the background. And don't. It. Don't do anything. I will say everything. This is all about me. And it, you know, yeah. obviously, won the ninety ninety seven election. Yeah. But they were kind of. They were kind of forced to get personal. And and they just appear to have done that ever since. They got very personal with Ed Miliband. Um, they did as well. actually. You know, they, they, I've forgotten about the Ed Miliband stuff about him, him having uh, no. It was what was the billboard? Was it him in Nicholas Sturgeon's pocket? Was that was that the one? I can't. I can't remember. Th- it, possibly. Well, I think that because it was the, the the possibility was a coalition of SNP and Labour. That was one of the one of the the project fear things that the Conservative Party put out there. Right. I'm pretty sure. There was a billboard, massive billboard, of Nicholas Sturgeon with um, Ed Miliband like, looking up <laughs> from the pocket, and obviously there was the bacon sandwich and all that kind of stuff that was just run with, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean you, you can't blame anyone for the bacon sandwich. That was just the funniest, the funniest photo I've ever seen. I mean, he it's used... his eyes, it's his eyes, isn't it? Where he's kind of, kind of, they're, going off, they're going off in all sorts of directions. He clearly Why... hates it. You know, you, you know, yeah. in, you know, in Star Trek. Is it generations where data gets that kind of emotion chip? And he's trying that drink, and he, and he hates it. It's it's that kind of expression. But it's the, the thing that the thing that I found funniest about that was because it was all set up. Oh pe- yes, I remember. It was pe- a photo op. I remember people saying, "Oh, you don't don't be you know you can't you don't be too nasty about it." You know, everyone takes a bad photo every now and now and again. It's like he it was asked was those, to, those those people to take those photos. He says, yeah. "Come and take a picture of me eating a bacon bacon sandwich." I'm a nice you know ordinary bloke. Um, and he, he, you know, he couldn't even eat a sandwich without looking like a weirdo. <laughs> I mean, you see pictures of him, like you know, like kind of like drinking tea, funny and just looking awkward. But you can't even. Well, and you've got obviously, I showed, I showed someone the other day, um, uh, Michael Gove drinking water. Oh, Have you seen those pictures? Yeah, but it's just the videos of him doing it as well. Oh, not seen any videos. It's like his mouth just doesn't work. <laughs> It's the shots. He's he's never looking at the camera. Obviously, he's just kind of looking off into the distance with a massive glass. Almost embedded in his face while he's drinking the water. It's like you know, have you ever seen baby elephants drinking? Because they can't, they can't work out how to use their trunks at first. So they just stick their entire face into the water and <laughs> right. they just try and drink like that because they just don't. They haven't been taught yet. They haven't, you know, the mothers teach them. Anyway, this is how you drink. We're guilty he's, now. <laughs> this is what he's, he looks like. He looks like this baby elephant just shoving this like glass of water in his face because he's never worked out how to properly drink it. Look, we are guilty now of personalising this. <laughs> okay. My question to you is. Now that we've got Boris, will the Labour Party stop with the Tories and just go after Boris? Because Boris is different. And Boris is Boris. He's not Mr Johnson. He's not Prime Minister Johnson. He's not... I'm, I'm obviously, I'll use the term Boris Johnson. But Boris is Boris. You say Boris, everyone knows who you mean. And he cuts across party lines. Well, he, know won, people. He, he won. He He won in London. He he won there. He won in London, London twice, which is like the most one of the most left-wing areas in the country, yeah, he won there twice. I know. Lefty Labour Party people who like, oh yeah, love Boris. Just it's it's just a thing, isn't it? Can you name another politician that's that's named only by his first name, or, or her or first her. name? No, me neither. No. Because even yeah, even take someone popular like Tony Blair, and you say Tony, and it's like. You do think Blair? I also think Ben, yeah, um, and and let alone other um, other politicians, of other countries, or characters, or whatever. Boris. Even, even say the word. Maggie Thatcher was Maggie Thatcher, and not Maggie. Yeah, or Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, or Th- or just known as Thatcher. Um, no, I can't think of, sort of of another name like like Boris that doesn't just conjure up just specifically him. Even if you're not talking political terms, you say Boris, someone thinks of the politician Boris Johnson. Not someone else called Boris or character or, or anything anything like that. So do you think that's what the Labour Party might do now? They yeah, but so because they like the Tories in ninety seven, they might be forced to because he's just gonna be such a big personality. And he's he is box office. Love him or did hate you, him. Did you see any of his box office? Today it was his first. I did, I saw a couple counting. of I saw a couple of clips. Um, I saw a couple of clips earlier. He was on good form. He was very, very funny. Very very funny, and Which, this is this is the first proper time. Obviously, he has been at the dispatch box, but it's different when it's you versus the other guy when you're the one in charge when the, the we, we should here. have we should have had this for three years or two years I probably, or however, know. however long. You know, he's he Corbyn has had such an easy ride, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, for, you know, against against May, um, totally, totally. While we're talking about Boris, then another thing I've got written down here that's a point I don't think I've made. Before. And it's one that I don't think anyone else. Obviously, we like having original ideas, but we also like having ideas that are echoed by some other pundit or something. If, if, if you and I have a conversation about something and we think, oh, what about this? And then a few days later, someone writes about it and we're like, oh, yeah, I thought of that first. That's great. Oh, well, they're thinking along the same lines as me. Then that's, you know, we see that as validation. Um, the concept of Brexit being a divorce is now accepted it's common parlance the divorce payment is almost universally what the 39 billion quid is called isn't it and it was it was the divorce for from right at the beginning i don't well i, I don't know was it was it really coined as a term before the referendum results no because nobody nobody even mentioned there being any kind of a payment so is it just it the just, payment was, that's made in the made divorce? Up. It was made. Yeah, it was made up afterwards. Um, it was. I mean, we we shouldn't need to pay it at all. And no. you know, if you think of what the remainers, you know, they used every trick in the in the book. Didn't they? Well, they thought they did. They didn't use Northern Ireland particularly well. But we don't. The, the Northern Ireland is a non-issue as well. No, I know. I'm just saying you know, that they, they, the Northern Ireland have said that we're not going to have a border. Ireland have said that we don't need to have a border either. It's a complete yeah. non-issue. Yeah. So th- th- things like the things like the you know the, the backstop and and you know the Good Friday Agreement and this idea of that we need to pay this huge divorce payment, if if we actually ha- if they were proper issues they would have been mentioned before the referendum. The fact that they weren't just tells you that they're non issues. It's, they're non-issues. it's yeah. just purely political. Again, coming back to the term divorce. So what normally happens if there's a payment in a divorce? And okay, let's. Let's just I don't think I'm being sexist here to say that traditionally speaking that there's a divorce between a traditional marriage of a man and a woman that it's payment from the man to the woman. That probably that woman has taken time off work, looked after the kids, whatever, and well, stood behind it's, it's her successful most, husband. It's who earns the most money, isn't it? Ah, interesting that you should put that. <laughs> that's what I was coming to. It's the it, it, the the point being is it's the person who owns the most earns the most money. And so are we saying that the UK is the more successful party between us and the EU? If so, brilliant. <laughs> are we the ones with the most money? What where is it come from? How can how can it be spun? How can the media still keep calling it a divorce payment without think, saying hang on a minute. I mean, if it's a divorce payment, then that means that the EU are going to be somehow worse off because we're more successful? I think that probably is true. Um, I I mean, technically, are we we second or third with regards to payments? I think Germany's top. I think we might just pip France to the post. Oh, no, we're bigger than France now. In terms of payments? Yeah. Yes, okay, so we're probably second. Oh, yeah, the French economy hasn't been doing too well, and our economy's been doing really quite well despite Brexit. So I think I think we pay more than everybody else. In fact, don't we pay more than like the bottom twenty or something put together? Oh yeah. Um, well, bear in mind that some of them don't in net don't well, pay. Yeah, at exactly. All. That's that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they're just getting away. So it's just this is redistributing wealth. So yes, we are a lot more successful than basically all of the EU, other than Germany. Um, well, and the the because we've been successful in relative terms. Uh, well, look the u k is is currently growing as an economy, and it is successful on its own terms but in in again, in relation to the other european economies it's 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 going up, and as a result, the amount of money that we pay has gone up and so there was that report um a week or so ago, I think at the time of recording that was talking about what the number on the side of the bus <laughs> should be now. Oh, do you right. remember this well, i remember I remember Boris um was uh not Johnson Boris. Uh he was he was getting sued, wasn't he? Um for using, oh, the, that just got through, for using the figure completely. and it got thrown out he said, Of course you can use the gross figure. Of course yeah. you can. But the gross figure's gone up. So what is it now? It's so clo- what, hang on Tom, what, what did it sound It was three hundred and fifty million a week. Right. So It's wow. closer to four hundred now. Wow. That's quite an increase, isn't it? That's a huge increase. Yeah. It's it's a huge amount of money. Uh, again, absolutely dwarfed by, say, the budget of the NHS or defence or roads or anything. You know, it, it, if you do look at the entire, you know, a pie chart of government spending, the EU expenditure is is small in relative terms. But again, just that just shows you how gargantuan that the other areas of spending are, like on the NHS and stuff like that. Um, it, it's not pocket change these sums of money and why can't why can't you use the gross figure anyway if somebody You're asked if I You're asked you how much yeah. tax do you pay you wouldn't say well okay so you know I'm, I'm charged at 40% but then I get a little bit back in roads and I get a little bit back in yeah. the fire service and I get the NHS so really how much am I paying? nobody says that I just say okay I'm taxed at 40% but it's intangible for a start isn't it um, and our use of those services vary anyway uh, so you can't put a figure on it um but, uh, but yeah, when you're talking about your salary, you talk about your gross salary, you don't talk about your net salary. Um, no. So uh, just, just while we're on Brexit as well. Yeah. This, and this, Go on, get in out your system. Wanna, this is a- so this, just the fact that we are still here three years on and it's, just seen, it's, it's still seen as an acceptable opinion that you can't enact the will of the people three years on, that you've got the Lib Dems. Um, it's only seen as acceptable by a, by a minority. You know, a small minority. But they're I the ones. They're, they're the ones in the media and the and the, and the politicians. A- agreed. Are... And I think what they're doing continually is not convincing anyone else. They're just pissing them off. You know, you've got you've got your Joe Swinson. Uh, yep. And uh, Carol Lucas who have both said if we had a second referendum, <gasps> this happened this week, didn't it? it? Did and and if Leave wins again, they're not going to accept the results. I thought that is brilliant. And I've I've talked before, haven't I, about the veil dropping. But can um, can you imagine that happening on, on a, on a, on, a general, on a general election? Yeah, you know, pe- people, the people down the line saying we're not going to accept the vote and we're going to just kind of fanny well, around and the, not implement the results. The and- Labour Party didn't this time around. Well, the last time, yeah, 2017, they didn't accept it. They're going out there saying they'd won. they won. They're going out there saying it was a victory. So that's again, I th- and I think that was a probably as a result of the 2016 referendum, is that oh, hang on a minute, we are now in a oh god, post what era? post-democratic era where we can now in quotes legitimately say no I'm not going to accept that even if there's a majority uh, a majority one, even if there was a clear win but let's I know, I know you say that not many people um you know get, I think it's, it's a small them. minority well the Lib dems are uh, uh, massively pro-remain and they say, we will that's it if we get in power we will stay in the eu there's still around 20-25% of the of the, of the Yeah, but again, in the same way that that they've got a core vote. It might only be 8 or 10%, but they've got a core vote who will vote for Lib Dems no matter what. And so I think that some of those will be people that think like that, but they won't all be. They'll just be people who don't even know what's going on, but they will just put their X in that box. In the same way that the Labour Party has a has a flaw to its um to its vote share in in polling terms. Um just just be, as we've used this phrase, you could put a red rosette on a donkey and people <laughs> would still vote for it. and they would in Islington, wouldn't they? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um so I think that again you can't just say that it's twenty five percent of people that were thinking that way. I think it's I think it's less than that again. But again if we're talking current kind of political things I I did want to bring up I must have I did want to bring up what Joe Swinson had said and uh, Caroline Lucas has said uh, because they're great examples of I mean, to, to me that's proper aha you well, know because they, they, they were going on about oh, it's a, you know we've got more information now we just need to give the people another vote it's more democracy it's you know that, that's what we want no no you want to remain but they can't help themselves can they they can't help themselves by revealing what their their true course of action is Um, And I I wonder whether that's again that's because they know it's going to happen now I mean I I, we've got now um, a a proper pro-leave Prime Minister and cabinet would seem albeit not a majority leave cabinet no no no. no. Um, but that's because Parliament's not majority leave the Conservative Party no but I think all the all the key people top top jobs no, 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 no! Don't don't. Oh, that's true. Well, lucky, he's a he's a closet leaver. He was just he was just a bit of an idiot. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind Sajid Javid, but he, I don't, I don't rate him too highly as a politician. He thought that David Cameron was going to win, so he voted or said he voted for a mate. But he's always been a Eurosceptic. I mean, I I think that he's I think he's honourable enough. In that if he gives his word to Boris Johnson and says, "Look, you know, I'm. Totally. I, I accept that this is what the public want, and I will, you know, I, I, I will stick with you. That's that, totally. that he will do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I would bet Joe Johnson as well. You know, obviously. Yeah. So he quit he May's government at an at an odd time. If I'm right,ly it wasn't really close. And it was to Brexit related, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was because it wasn't Romania enough, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> Or because he wanted a second ref or something, and I do find it odd. Yeah, Joe Johnson's an interesting one because you can't help but think there's nepotism there. Just how, how do you prove there is or isn't? You know. Um, I think I think because because he left because you know because of Brexit as well, and now he's come back with the most. Bre- but he's had to really change his tune in order to serve in that cabinet.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's I mean. just
0: an opportunist. Oh of course. Of course. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's like, you know, he, he left because it was too Brexity. And now he's come back to an even Brexitier if, if that is such a word. <laughs> I, I love that we're coining these an, phrases. An even Brexitier cabinet. Even um, Brexitier cabinet. Yeah, absolutely. Can I can I rant about something for a moment? That this is what this edition is for. This okay, is this, a mixed this, bag. This, this, this is, is like the mixed economy of the podcast world. And well, no, a mixed economy is a bad. This is <laughs> Oh yes. This will get people turning off again. Um so this this is something I've been thinking about. Are you going to put some some driving whiskey? Oh, yeah. I'm pour you some as well. Thank you very much, sir. That's Carol. A, yeah, some driving scotch. Thank you. So this is something I've been thinking about. Driving scotch. <laughs> 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 it's, no, it's, it's a mere 40%, isn't it? Is, <laughs> Uh, so this is something I've been thinking about for a, for a while now, um, and I've been trying to I've been trying to work out why why so many people are I guess left wing, but mainly it's more statist. Um, right. Uh, although I, I I still think the majority of people seem to have these kind of anti capitalist ideas. It's certainly in the zeitgeist at the moment to be yes trendy. If you're, you know, if you're a Marxist yeah. and then you're, you know, you're talking about smashing capitalists on Facebook and on Twitter and certainly in the universities, certainly in the, the IT sector that I am, you know, people tend to be very very left wing. Do they? That's oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be because I mostly work in London. Because um, you see, I obviously I'm in the technology sector, but uh, I'm not changing jobs like you are as a contract, no. And you so. recruit people, so yes, you you you. So can, I get to choose. You get to choose who you who you work with. And and four. I, well, I, I will get to recruit at team. Well, and customers, but I don't get to recruit everyone around. me. To a certain degree, we choose our customers, obviously, um, but they choose us. Uh, you tend not to get into the politics, <laughs> no. <laughs> you of anything can, you can you can probably have a have an idea of, of what people are like uh, when you interview them, even even if it's just you yeah. Know, yeah I'm just saying, experience. for the rest of the time, I'm dealing yeah, with yeah. customers, so I'm dealing with different people in different organisations, but their right. political views don't really come up. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I was trying to think of, of reasons why people are anti-capitalist, and you know, part of it I think is state-run education. Um, so that you, you. just mean pure indoctrination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, the, the, the education is you know most people are, are educated in state-run schools, therefore the state is good. Therefore, if the state takes absolute control of anything, that's a good thing because the state is good. Um, so there's a, the, 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 there's that. Yeah. Um, And you know we've had we've we're we're kind of brainwashed about the NHS being amazing, and that's like completely nationalised. Therefore, nationalisation must be it must be a good thing. But I have this other theory. Okay, right? About about yeah. This is a rant. This is a rant. Why monopoly? The game monopoly. The game monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you and I used to play it as kids. I used to love monopoly. Oh yeah, but it's think about it you know you've got the little guy in the little top hat who's like making all the money and what happens in monopoly one guy makes all the money everyone else loses and becomes bankrupt it's a zero-sum game and this is you know people play it is, it is literally a zero-sum it game. is isn't it you know and you're not you know if you think what what happens in the real world you know I'm a capitalist and you're a capitalist okay so I'll sell something to you you sell something to me and we both win that's what happens in Monopoly. It's no, no, no. I've got to avoid your bloody hotels and your and your houses and your land because I'm going to get taxed back to the Stone Age. Right. So it's <laughs> It's Monopoly. People play Monopoly as their kids, and they get this this awful twisted twisted view of capitalism. Right. And it's like okay. eating bred by the it's... time they're adults. Right. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to put up a bit of a defence no. of Monopoly for you. Okay. It's not called capitalism. This game it's not called that it's subconscious it's just gets in the brain the nhs is a monopoly so why aren't they equating if, they, if monopoly is bad then what about all of these state-run monopolies they are monopolies state-run monopolies are fine because the the, the state manages them and it's all good Under capitalism, you have to get a monopoly because it's the only way you're not going to become bankrupt. That's what this game game teaches you. It's completely false. Well, it certainly teaches you that London only has a finite amount of land to build on uh, and that you can only fit a certain number of houses or hotels um, on any one of the uh, the spaces Uh, and that you can only, that's all you can buy and sell. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you can buy. So it's just... about property, and it's about property in a, uh, in a, in a, in a. As you say, it's a zero sum. Uh, in a zero sum. Whenever, arena. whenever you see like kind of Marxist or communist memes on on the internet, they've all got the little guy with his little top hat and the Monopoly man, and that's that's like the symbol of capitalism. Right. Okay. And it's just it's been subconscious. You play it for like ten or twenty years, and by that time, it's just game over. <laughs> You're a communist. <laughs> so, okay, get going with this then. So, it's the fact that you um, you don't have um, you don't have a right of way, do you? Uh, you land on a space. You, you there is no passing through. You have to stop where you stop. It's the roll of a dice, and you have to therefore pay pay the fees. It's <laughs> and it's based on it's based on luck, not skill. Again, you know, it's basically on right. the roll of the dice, so it's just, it's just the luck of the draw, who gets to win. And you, you know, you'll get to a point in time where you're losing so badly, you just want to be, you don't well, want to go I to jail. I liked Monopoly. I liked Monopoly. Have I ruined it for you? You have. I mean, you did start off by being given money. Everyone, oh God, <laughs> everyone's equal to start with, and then it just gets worse. And it's just the roll of the dice, and you can oh, win God, everything. Oh God, you're right. Everyone starts with exactly the same amount... And then the roll of the dice kicks in, and then someone ends up with all of it. And you're all competing against each other. You're not working. It's together. not competition. That's not true competition. But it's as you say, it's it's what you grow up thinking competition is. I I see. So I need to I need to um, I need to find out about who invented Monopoly. who invented Monopoly. That I bet bastard. he was a raving commie. I will bet money on it. I think we need to research that and find yeah, it out. We'll so that was that was my little mini rant. I, I, that's got me really quite angry, and normally I, you know, normally I still pretty take pretty mellow during <laughs> during the podcast, but that's really annoyed me. Well, right, so we need to invent a game that is not called the free market, but is in is somehow getting well, no, so free the, so, market so, principles. Yeah, but the trouble with that is, so in the free market, everybody wins, and you can't have a game where everybody wins. Uh, and you can't have a game that's really like communism because everybody loses. <laughs> so, <laughs> this you, is a sound bite. You can't do it. <laughs> so it doesn't work as a game? No. That's interesting, actually, because there's this term, isn't it? Have you heard of gamification? Yes, but it's, that's, a, that's a term that's used inaccurately a lot. Uh, that's what I was about to say. It, it isn't a game, is it? it it's taking game like qualities so again gamification would be for example um but it's rewards that's all it is is just giving people rewards for things. It, it is it is of course it is it it's is. incentivizing. It's, it's, it's like incentivizing you to complete your linkedin profile so you get like a, a special sticker or something or yeah to take a number of steps every day so you can kind of yeah, get a, a, a so that's trade it's not gamification it's trade you do this i'll do that but you be, do this i'll give you that yeah because because it's because it's like, I mean, that's how a lot of games work, isn't it? You kind of grind for, you know, X amount and you get something back in return. You do the same same repetitive task again and again and again and you get something small back. Right, okay. And, 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 well, that's like know, mining. It is, exactly, exactly. So, But what I was about to say was a phrase that Boris, I think, not has coined, but has used a bit recently and people who have aspired to be in his cabinet. So, for example, I heard Liz Truss say it a couple of days ago. Is So, I don't know whether it's official Conservative Party like um, wordage, but levelling up. Have you heard that term oh, recently? Right. Used by other Boris or anyone else? About no, levelling so, so up that's, the country? That's a, oh, right. Okay. So, that's a, that's a gaming term, isn't it? Yes. And so... But this is a modern gaming term. So what well, you talked about there, about the kind of grinding away and getting a little reward, getting a badge or something. Uh, that's that's a modern, that's our, our era of gaming. That's a computer gaming term, isn't it? Yes. Leveling up is you battle away, you fight the bad guys, you, you get to a certain point in the game. and, and you get then more power, you get a shield. Da, 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 a big you know, one-up, two-up, three-up, whatever, you get to the next level. Uh, you Yeah exactly, you get a shield, you get better armour, you get some special power, um, or you get extra lives, there are, am I getting the term right, there's kind of badges you get for doing things, what's the... So trophies I think you're is talking tro- about. That, is, is that the tent- term, I mean I've not, I've not gained for the, a the, long the, time. They tend, to, they tend to call them trophies or this is achievements. Where, or achievements, stuff, that's, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, and so yeah, you do a certain combination of things, a certain number of something. Uh, if it's a shoot 'em up, you shoot a certain number of, of of characters, or in a certain way, then you know fifty of these gets you this achievement, and it pops up on the on the ball, it pops up on the screen. You've just won this. Yeah, and you, you often, haven't actually won anything at all. And you often get points that are just like an, on on an Xbox, for example. Just arbitrary. You might have like an, yeah. an achievement. Um, and that will give you some points, and then these points. So your overall like to, to, Xbox, to your, to your overall Xbox, profile. your 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 gamer tag, your Xbox profile, you'll get you know a certain amount of points, and that is just bragging rights. If you've got 50,000 points, that just shows how much you've gained, gained. Yeah. So, do you doesn't, think it's mean interesting? Anything, but... So do you think it's interesting that that language is starting to creep in, particularly from Boris's Conservative Party? So I'm wondering if that kind of language is because so gaming, since the invent of the smartphone has rocketed. Um, so it's but know, even before that, the games console. Yeah, but not like so more people play games on an iPhone than anything else. Um, yes, you know, it's just the the sheer number of games that have been sold. Um, and, and and the well, rocketed. and so again, let's let's look at a lovely bit of free marketeering. Uh, the concept of micro payments. Of mm. and, and yeah, we've talked about this before about technology and the fact that the software you, you you write the software once and then you can just sell it a million times, and so you can sell it very cheaply. And so people will pay 99p or 2.99 or you know, a, a very, very small well, like amount of money. Angryverse was, I think, was 59 pence when it came out, really. And, and yeah, and, and but obviously, you know, millions and millions and millions of people bought it and they just made so much money, yeah, off, off, off that game. Um, so, yeah, you were saying about the popularity of that. Yeah, so so, so so everybody has a smartphone, and everybody plays games now. I don't. Um, other than you, everybody else. Do you, do you play games on your phone? Uh, no, but I do play games on my Xbox. Yes, okay. Um, I don't play games on anything. Yeah, I, my, I, I have huge hands, and I, you know, I, I, I don't... You don't get on well playing it on your phone? I don't get on well with smartphones in general. Um, yeah, uh, I used to prefer, you know, the more kind of tactile, Blackberry-style Nokia phones. Um, Snake. Yeah, I mean, I, didn't really, I, guess I didn't, really, didn't really play games on those either. But, I, you know, I, I kind of I get my gaming fix in the evening, playing with my mates, um, playing, you know, Red Dead Redemption or Crackdown or, or, yeah. or these sorts of things. Um, so I don't really need as yeah. much to, to, to Let's play. Let's be clear, I, I was a bit of a gamer. I mean, we used to play online games all the time. It was mainly real-time strategy. Well, I mean, how many days did we lose playing oh, years, Warcraft probably. 2 and Starcraft? And oh, It's just, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I, I lost a portion of my life to, to World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, oh, more than me, um, a lot more than I did. Well, well I, used to, I used to play at work. <laughs> I, had, I had a contract. I remember. Well, this is because you could get away with it. Well, okay, so I, I had a contract where the, we, were, we were very, very busy for a period of time. And then there was a lull, and so they got rid of everybody in the team except me and a couple of other guys, just so they had a kind of minimum staffing level ready yeah, yeah, in case the, they the, needed but to. But there act. was there was nothing going on at the time. We had maybe an hour or two's worth of work per day right. at the most. Um, but they said, "There's work coming in the future," which there was. They kept saying it, but they well, and there was, but for this period of a few months, there was literally nothing for us to do. So we would get the work done out of the way in the morning. And, sit just, there and, game. and just sit there and play games because it was that, or or just sit looking through the window. Um, but you see, let's be clear. I mean, we could have done a podcast, I guess. I bet <laughs> well, they weren't as popular back then. No, no, no. Well, this would have been two thousand and four, I think, probably two thousand and five. Well, that's absolutely the case because uh, I used the World, World of Warcraft was the only way I could find out that you were okay in London on the seven seven bombings. Of course. I I couldn't get hold of you on the phone, I couldn't get hold of you over uh, instant messenger for some reason. We were on probably MSN messenger at the time or something, but that wasn't working. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't log on to that. Uh, And so I was trying every form possible. This is before WhatsApp, I think. Certainly before I was on WhatsApp, I think it's before WhatsApp. So what? was pretty early. But World of Warcraft, I logged into World of Warcraft, found you there, (laughs) you were intact. So I then <laughs> disseminated that information to the rest yeah, of so, our family. And this was, so that was actually before this period of time where we were playing all the time. I just logged on because it was the only way of talking to people. Of talking to people. And in fact the so I did get a I did get a phone call and this is how this is how long ago it was. I, I, I managed to get a phone call from my hairdresser. What? <laughs> He was because he was he was you know he was worried about me and a couple other guys he knew so he managed to, and he managed to get through and just like I'm just checking that you're all right I know you work in London, um, because he was a, he was a yeah. good friend of mine um, and yeah. yeah he was one of the only people who managed to get managed to get through. Well, fortunately, um, you don't require. No, that was so that, the services that was of how, a hairdresser. <laughs> that, was, that was how long ago that was. Um, but okay, go back to the politics though. Um, so ga- because... everybody plays games now everybody plays games it... on their phone whether it's you know it is also is it also because the likes of us we've talked about us being the golden generation um, having seen the cold war and all this kind of stuff we are well, I heard another term about that Oh yes have we got a... um, cuz there needs to be a it's not it's not millennials it's not no, so there, Gen uh, X nah ah, ah. it's xennials
1: Oh yeah, the,
0: I've heard that term. Yeah, but no, so that, that's people who grew up in the analog age and then kind of came of age around the digital age. So they've got the best of both worlds. Right, that's so people born around around your time. I think it's around 1980. I'm, well, I've, again, I've heard it being end of 70s to it. There's a there's a five or six year period around yeah, yeah, 1980. Yeah. But the, these are the people who kind of grew up knowing both worlds. Yes. Um, you know, if you grew up, if you if you were born in like the late eighties, it was probably a bit too late, and everything. Yeah. You know, by the time you everything was over, digital. Everything was digital by the time you grew up. Whereas we got the we, we got. Oh, I just I course. was hoping you'd you'd say there was a better term than Xennial. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I, not that I particularly like saying. I mean, Generation X either. Well, no, you're not. You're, you're being a, the last. You're a millennial. What? Just because I was born in 1980. I've seen lots of things where it, they talk about millennials, but it, it being. It being the year kind of turning eighteen at the year two thousand, so it's like nineteen eighty two or nineteen eighty three or something daft like that, hmm. rather than right yeah, and, and eighty being the end of generation X. Are you proud of being in generation X then? As of being... course, I don't want to be associated with these snowflakes. But you I, see... I take great delight in telling people in their late thirties that they're millennials. I love that. It's it's amazing. You do take that away. But from you me. see, isn't that when term millennial? They'll be in their forties soon, and that will just be beautiful. Right, beautiful. <laughs> But did, did you think, as I did, when the term millennial started kind of kicking around, that it meant people a lot younger? I did. But then when I realised what millennial meant, and just, so everything is blamed on millennials. And there seem to be these snowflakes and these people who need safe spaces. So I delight in telling people that don't think they're millennials that they are. Like, such like as, me. Like, such as yourself. Like me, yeah. Um, but you see, I think this is where the definition's just all wrong. Because they need the, millennial goes along with it, millennials are this these these digital only people but they've known nothing else. To me, they're people who have absolutely no knowledge of, well, not, of anything. The cold war. They're or anything. So okay. according according to, well according to the definition of millennial, who who came up with that? <laughs> what idiot? I mean, so right, where does Generation Z start then? So that is was, Z after two thousand. When well, you're yeah, born after two thousand, I think they're the, the, the people who are born in this century. I think that's what the Z are. Stupid definitions, and that, because it's it's. I mean, how so How long are these generations anyway? Because they tend to be getting a bit shorter, don't they? You know. Yeah, I don't know. But gaming, gaming terms. Everyone's gaming, and also you've got to look at who actually votes, though, haven't you? Because young people don't vote. I mean, if how many? did did they did they vote any more in the nope. twenty seventeen election, uh, election? I okay no. I think they did, but there wasn't a bias to the Labour Party. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, I no, it was, I... no. Do, do you remember there was um they they coined a term and it was nonsense. I um, they were all commies. No, um, they coined a term uh, and it was like something like landslide or something. Uh, what what was it? No, youthquake. Oh, right. That was the term, and it got in the bloody dictionary and, and all this, um, and it was attributed very much to the left. It took a good year, I think, for the analysis to come come out to go, you're yeah, not really. That it didn't really happen. That it just it just just wasn't the thing. Because there, there were all this talk about you know the youth voted for Remain um, overwhelmingly, and it was only the only the people that were over 65 that voted for brexit and now they're all dead so you know we need to have another second referendum and yeah etc um, well and the old people's votes shouldn't be counted as much as young people's votes and they they, they or, don't they don't like suffrage do they the, what? the elite and the liberal democrats <laughs> the so called liberal democrats <laughs> i was trying to think what's i was trying to think of a word you, you can say illiberal mm. that's easy so, but you can't just call them the illiberal democrats What's the opposite of Democrats? And calling them the illiberal anti-Democrats doesn't, just doesn't quite sound right. So is it just illiberal authoritarians? But again, it's not just as simple as saying democracy on one side, authoritarians on the other side. That's well, no, because I, really I, I still class democracy as being authoritarian. As, as having a very, very big authoritarian slant. Mm. So what's, what's a better word for the opposite of, of Democrat, of democracy? Because the problem is... It can not. It, you can be not a democracy and it be uh, despotism, well, so and so you can have not a democracy and it be freedom. So they're totalitarian, aren't they? They're, so illiberal totalitarians. I mean, it's is not the it's correct not, it's name. The snappiest title. As liberal democrat. <laughs> but it's more accurate, certainly. So, do you think that the other political parties are going to get wise with the gaming? Um, terms and things. I think Boris is talking about leveling up. Do you think there's going to be? Do you think they're going to start talking about achievements and power ups? And <laughs> I mean, there's so many. <laughs> these these are terms that I think of as gaming, but they're probably too old now. I mean, so <coughs> there are there are often times where politicians try to get down with the kids. Yes, this they, is my concern and about it. Fail miserably. So it hug will, a It will, yeah exactly. It will depend on whether it works or not. Uh, and if if people start talking about the UK leveling up, then I imagine it will catch on. If, if not, it might just if, die. If death. Boris works out, in quotes, then it won't be as a as a prime minister. Right. Then it won't be because he used gaming terms. No, but if if this if, if so, these, if they if, think they just have to say gaming terms, and then you're gonna. But if you start seeing them in the media and in articles and on Twitter, uh, if it starts. Coming into the public consciousness, people will, 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 will take them up. It's it's. I mean, you could argue that uh, Boris Johnson is um, is a centrist, obviously. No, he's certainly a mixed economy, you know, fan. He's he's both. We've, yeah. you know, we, 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 we've we've talked about this. He's 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 part commie, and he's part right winger, um, yeah. as well. Um, so I, what i was, what I was about to say was that this gaming thing could end up being. I think it's more likely. ...to be something that the centrists take up. I can see... ...I can see... Roy Stewart ...going on a walk... ...talking about levelling up the country... ...and or... Chukuramuna... ...talking about achievements and... That, it's just, ...that's right up their alley isn't it? That was one of the other things I wanted to say. I wanted to to, to award... ...the first... Chukaramuna achievement award. <laughs> We're talking about achievements... <laughs> This is okay, so it's the it's Chukaramuna <laughs> Award. It's got to be something like worst politician ever or most stupidest mistake. Or this is this is, I, I must admit, I've just called it the Chukaramuna Award.
1: What, what's it for? But it is guilty to be, of a lot of things
0: it, <laughs> leaving parties all the time yeah. while advocating remain, least uh, savvy politician. Well, so to me, the 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 Amuna Award. It goes to that that politician. Now, so so far, I'm saying it's a, poli- it's a politician that's going to win this. I might I might decide later on that someone else qualifies, but certainly someone who th- thinks they're really good at politics, but is proven not to be. So so Roy Stewart would he would he qualify? I I, I think I, he I, rates himself very, very high. I think I think he does, uh, but this week. The Chuka Moon Award goes to Alan Duncan. just <laughs> awful, Alan, awful. Duncan. Alan Duncan, who was a minister in... Right, let's be very clear. He's a failed minister. He's an ex-Secretary of State from the Cameron era. Or, or at least... He was a shadow secretary of state before the 2010 election. He had a prominent place. He should have been. He should have had a top job. And then I can't remember why, but he did or said some stupid things, and he got demoted. And so he's always just been a minister for something since then. But he was—he was—he you know, was pretty much up there. Um, now. He's just resigned uh, from the foreign office. He's always hated Boris. Well, he, he would he, he's only resigned because he would have never gotten a job and he would have been kicked out. And there's a few of them. Um, let's be clear. There's your Philip Hammonds and your David Gorks. Um, did you like the phrase uh, that was coined to describe them, the uh, the Gorkwood squad? <laughs> Brilliant. You've not <know>, heard that? <laughs> it's very appropriate uh, that's, that, I think that's quite good um, have you heard have you heard the Alan Duncan anecdote about vote leave uh, yes I have but go on tell it yeah, first so in this, case this, our this, listeners this, haven't heard so this, this is this is brilliant so he was uh, he, he wrote a couple of articles um, about uh, about. but they were unpublished I think. they were um, yes yeah, so he didn't publish them he so he's wrote like, to them Look at the articles I could. Yeah, publish. and he had meetings with uh, with prominent leavers, so Dan Hannan, Steve Baker, these kind of uh, people, Matthew Elliott. When well, no, to, to, no, that, I so that that's the next part of the story. So oh, okay, carry he had, on. He had a few meetings with these kind of leavers and said, "Look, I'm you know, look, look at what I've written. I'm going to submit this to the Telegraph or whatever." Um, and then he kind of stormed into the Vote Leave offices and yeah, kind of interrupted Matthew Elliott and said, uh, "You need to make me chairman of this." Um, and then I'll come on board. And was told, don't be so silly. So instead of publishing these articles, he went straight round to Remain and because he kind of threw his toys out of the pram and then wrote an article on Brexiteers being opportunists. It's <laughs> I mean, just the most ironic thing. So he is, he, uh, he is just in it for himself. That he yes. is. If he can grasp hold of power and cling onto it, he will do. The only reason he resigned was because he knew he was going to get kicked out. Uh, it's to, no, but you see... Ian, you've got it slightly wrong. The limelight. The limelight. Okay, It wasn't about grasping onto power. It was about grasping onto power. Then he'd have fallen in line and he was served in a Boris Johnson government as a minister of some kind. It's not about power. It's about about the spotlight. Uh, If he'd have been politically savvy... Amber Rudd is still the Secretary of State for Department of Work and Pensions. Okay, Because she fell in line. Because yeah, she sees point. which fair way point. the wind's blowing. Yeah, because she... And again, let me just underline the, the, the point of the Chuka Romina Award. Because she is a better politician than Alan Duncan. Yeah. She's still got a job. That's what so I'm think, I think for Alan Duncan... It's all about him. He thinks... But he thought... He, did you see the letter he wrote? And the oh, motion that, he that, wanted? That, that was all about him. Exactly. But the motion he wanted was about trying to take but Boris out of so, the knees. So you're saying, you're saying it's all about the limelight. I'm saying it's all about the power. He's just rubbish at it. Therefore, he gets the Chikoramuna Award. Okay, look, this is my award. Are you going to give, give that, that one to me? It's my, it, do you want the Chikoramuna Award? No, not the award. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> the reasoning behind the award. Um, uh, so if I, what, will, if, I will acknowledge... I will acknowledge. Because about that the it's limelight, about then he maybe he's, being, he's really good, that it's and about, he shouldn't have the Chukaramuna award. Excuse me. It's about being rubbish at it. Now you, you're absolutely right in that it's being rubbish at it, but it's about it's about politics. He's the 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 limelight stuff comes with it. Chukaramuna loves the spotlights as well, but it's about thinking you're really good at politics, but not being. And so this week, that's why Alan Duncan gets that. Award. Look, you can if you want to put forward nominations for the next Chukka award, which can be whenever the hell we say it is, then uh, feel free to put forward another nomination later, and we'll and we'll maybe revisit this on another. On another yeah, week. so I mean, it's Rory Stewart is probably the only, the only other person I could think of at the moment, other than Chukka himself, who is the I mean he's the king of, of doing everything wrong. Yeah, it's um, so it's a good award. Yeah, well. Oh, we've probably rambled enough for one podcast. Unless there's anything else you still want to get off your chest, I mean, I could, I could probably rant about a few things if you if, if you wanted. Do you, know if you want a few? You want to rant a bit more? Go rant away. Okay. Well, that's so, okay, okay, this is the opposite of a rant. Um, so this is something else. I'll... define the opposite of a rant. Well, it's me talking positively about something. Okay. So i've I've had a, I've had a few I've had a few debates and arguments on on Twitter about you know uh, about free markets, uh, in particular with. Out-and-out out Marxists. They, so they, they they tend to come across my stuff. Um, and, you know, I, I maybe antagonise them a little bit with <laughs> the other thing I say. But I tend to get absolute commies sometimes. Um, right. You know, th- come at me about various things. They're just easy targets, though, aren't they? I mean, do you just find them sport? I. That's why I'm on Twitter. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they... they I guess what I'm what I'm coming from here though is that so their arguments and lots of them so they are quite intelligent in some respects. They are not dummies. Okay, they are often use very very long words. And Do you are, mean right? No, let's let's change that word. Do you mean intellectual? That's probably a better way of putting it. But to you me, know, that's not the same as intelligence. No, but it's a type of intelligence. So they can they can you know they are not stupid people. Knowledgeable. Okay? Yeah, but I I'm, I think their brains are are, are, are quite good in some respects. Do you think they're capable of being turned? Probably, probably not. I think I think a lot of them have have issues, um, ah. and they're just you know they are. So to lot, lots of lots of people who suffer. They hate the free market because they're not good at anything. Well, yeah, and lots of people who suffer from things like communism have these, you know, have these mental issues. You say communism is a disease. Of course it is, um, but they, you know, if, if they will. Send... And once we recognise it as a disease, then it can be treated for what it is. <laughs> we can cure it together. <laughs> together, we can we can cure it. Um, yes, yeah, so, a lot a lot of these people have, have issues, and it's easier to blame somebody else than it is to blame yourself. Uh, and therefore, if you, you can just blame capitalism or blame well, going back to Monopoly again, going back to someone else's exactly zero sum game. Yeah. yeah, but I'm coming across these people who are quite articulate, quite clever, right? Um, and when they're when they're trying to explain Marx to me um, or communism or whatever, it's so intricate and it's so complicated. And a lot of the time, I'm I'm just not interested, particularly when they talk about stuff like. Marx's law of value, or the you know the labor theory of value, so I am I am quite prepared to investigate things that are a threat, um, right? So you know diff- it's, some some of lots of things that Marx has said, um, you know are you know are common th- amongst people, um, and you know I'm 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 happy to investigate that and to debunk you know lots of these things that are that are in the current consciousness. Yes, I'm not interested in. Looking at what Marx said, that only a handful of tankies believe, um, yeah. because it's just not worth my time, um, or it's not relevant to modern society. Or, exactly, yeah. what's the point? There are, you know, there, there, you can pick a million ridiculous economic theories. Why should I? Why, yeah. why, why should I be interested in that? It's, it's absolutely not my not worth my time. But they will kind of come back at you with all these kind of complicated things. To say this is why you're wrong. Yeah, this is this is this is why we need to organise society like this. Um, we must need to do this, and it's all very very complicated. But you don't you worry. You just leave it to us, and we'll, and we'll sort it out. Yeah. So, but the beauty about free trade and private property, the one you know, one of the number one things about it, it doesn't need explaining. People will do it automatically. Yes. People will trade with each other. They will want to own their own land. And their it's own as close to being natural, isn't it? It's instinctive. Yes. It's, it's instinctive. Communism and socialism and all these things... Require organisation. They do. And they're not, they're not... It's not... So, you know, capitalists organise themselves, you know, kind of spontaneously. Yes. Um, but it's not that kind of organisation. It requires top-down authoritarian, totalitarian yeah. organisation. Yeah. Whereas free markets and private property... It's instinctive. Well, so. but again, it, the organisation is only there to achieve the trade, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just to make the trade more efficient in some way, to 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 facilitate the trade or the exchange in some mm-hmm. way. So, my, my theory about this is that anything that requires study or an explanation is doomed. And right. Every basically every twentieth century experiment will. We'll, you know, we'll we'll show you that. But my theory is that so, whatever, and okay, you're gonna pull me up on this, whatever ideology, (laughs) you know, you use. But um, uh, you know, whether it's say, free markets or or whatever, everybody has to be able to understand it. Yes. Um, If you're going to use an ideology that needs to be explained, that there's something. So there are a range of different intelligences. Okay, so you get people who are very very clever. You get people who aren't at all. Everybody will be instinctive around trade and free market. You don't need to explain it to everyone. You can just leave people alone and it will work. But yet you do have to explain what kind of uh, pure, real, yeah. true capitalism is. You, you have to, you you have have to, to explain, explain, unbrainwash people. Like well, if you leave them alone, they will still trade with each that's other. That's the point, I isn't I it? Guarantee. It's the undoing of the brainwashing in order to explain how that people act in their self-interest... And that should be a good thing. You so you have to you have to kind of debrainwash people or unbrainwash or, or, or whatever. You have to do that because of the current climate uh, yeah. and because of the way things are at the moment. If people were just left alone, Isn't that just an excuse? I mean that's that's that that's the argument back, isn't it? Or well, you've still got to explain your point. You've still got to explain your ideology. No, I think if you just left current people on an island they would still work out how to trade and, and they would still have their own private property. Yeah. That, that's my point, and that, and it would work. Yeah, it would absolutely work. Yeah. Um, you got anything else you want to rant about? Um, I no, not 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 really. Um, uh, you know, I've got have got a few things about. Um, so okay, daft SJW ideas. Okay, okay. You, so I've got, I've got, I've been noting a, a few a few that um. Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors. For the uninitiated. So, so yeah, the, the particular brand of the left, yeah, the kind of the identity politics. The Are you a fan of the term identitarian? Um, so people tend... That tends to be used to describe right-wingers, doesn't it? Um, I've, I've I, found, right, so I've heard because it Because people used, use social justice warriors. But I've heard it used identitarian left, identitarian right to try okay. and somehow qualify it even further okay. to... To make sure that you understand which type of identitarian they are right okay um i mean i I guess i I have used it in the past um useful enough yeah i tend to use i I tend to use social justice warrior because it sounds ridiculous Uh, it really winds them up doesn't it yeah so so these these are um these are some daft ideas that social justice warriors have okay so cultural appropriation oh yeah oh that's just utter nonsense isn't it utter nonsense am i not allowed to make a curry or eat a burrito. Well, no, 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 presumably we are because we are part desi. All, All right, right. <laughs> uh, uh, eat a burrito, then yeah, cook a taco. What? Well, uh, it's it's ridiculous. If, if, a, if an idea is a good idea, am I not allowed to wear a sombrero? I don't know why I've just gone down the Mexican route there specifically, but <laughs> but the, the, the whole the whole point is that you learn from everybody, and if somebody yeah. has a good idea, that's. Paying respect to the good idea, it's it's acknowledging that it's good and it's taking it on board. That's a good thing. It's it's you know it, yeah. But so so the, the the thing that this is daft. So that cultural appropriation apparently is bad, but gender appropriation, that's all fine. Yeah. You know how can they? That, that, okay. Oh, okay. So this is going back to some of these contradictions. Well, so this, this one before. is a contradiction, but that, that's, yeah. it's another one, isn't it? You know, why is why is that bad? But that's good. Yeah, you're allowed Maybe. to appropriate someone else's gender. Or the other mm. gender's gender, but not the culture. This albeit, 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 can I just interject there? There has been this concept recently that people are allowed to identify as a different race. Have you come? Have you yes. come across this a so couple of times, Rachel Daluz Do- or whatever? How you? you I, I don't know. I don't even kid kid. want to use the words, but this is racial appropriation. Yeah. You know, you know, this is. This is people saying, Oh no, I no, identify as black. So therefore hilarious. I am black. hilarious. Yeah. So it's quickly getting to the point where you cultural appropriation. Well so some people identify as being younger as well, don't they? They identify as being kids. Have you seen that this video of have you seen the video of the guy who goes around the university campus asking about whether what they would I, say I showed that to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Genius. Uh, asking about what people would say. Like, if I said I was six foot two when he's only like five foot five or whatever what would you say if I said I was Chinese if I said I was a woman if I said but he just he takes it slowly further and further more ridiculous yeah, he starts on things that are considered appropriate now what if I said I was a woman well, oh well you know that's fine and he's got good. such a nice manner about him as well it's brilliant um, yeah it's a very good video um, you're not going to like this next one I, I, I think you'll probably you, you'll agree now but this, this is something that you've been guilty of. <gasps> really? In the past. Well, I've certainly been guilty of cultural appropriation before. <laughs> no, this is, this is guilty of having this idea. Oh, God. Right, so Sorry, I just said God. Everyone should pay tax, even those on benefits, to keep them engaged with the state. Oh, uh, so this is the concept. Uh, this is very Marxist. Uh, what's the word? Disenfranchised. To keep them from being disenfranchised and i remember you saying this a few is a few years ago now. this is quite a quite a few years ago i remember laying it out as a potential pitfall a potential problem and i wasn't resolved with it at all i was just saying there are people who say that one of the problems with, and this was with raising the um, tax threshold this was the um, the because I was I was all for it when the Tories were raising the tax threshold in 2010. Yeah, yeah, no. I was, but I was just saying one of the problems could be. I, look, I have read it right. I read. I like read. Guy. Someone said it, and I was wanted to talk to you about it. That's what we do. Um, of people, if they if they don't feel like they're paying the tax, they don't feel like they're part of the system and all that all that kind of stuff. And also, that's been good obviously. <laughs> obviously, I don't think in any way close to that now. Uh, I am I am entirely red pilled now, but look. But again, you see, this is where I feel. Um, even though I, have, I would always have described myself as certainly as, as being on you know, the side of free markets and all that, describe myself as a classical liberal. There's this little thing that I keep thinking that you know, could I could I do that? Um, the I, I can't do the out and out Brendan O'Neill. I was a Marxist thing. I can't play that card. Um, but maybe the Dave Rubin, I'm of the left, liberal, kind of kind of thing. But the problem is that would be a liar, though, because you you've always described yourself as being conservative, uh, or you know certainly on the on the right when we were younger. Because I didn't know what these definitions meant. Isn't that the problem? Is that these were these are terms that have been you know bastardised and whatever. That's that's the problem though, isn't it? Is we th- we thought that we were being those things by I mean, being got, that. I, I have no problem with you telling a whopper and saying I'm I'm I'm, I'm from the left, um, just to troll people. Oh yeah, that's the sort of, thing, oh, yeah, the sort of the thing you do all the time. Um, yeah. So the next one. Um, so you are responsible for your for things that your ancestors have done. Oh God. But you're not responsible for what you do. <laughs> so you, yes, can, yeah, you can you can put on put on. A lot of weight, um, and it's not your fault, but it is your fault. There's somebody who looked a bit like you owned slaves in another country. Uh, That's your fault. You need to pay reparations. Reparations. Um, But what you do in your current life, it's not your fault. So It's the system. It's the system. So it's 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 and all the rich capitalists. Yeah, there's no there's no such thing as you know personal responsibility. um, Yeah. Anymore, but you are responsible. for, for people that... Things that you haven't, you know, that happened hundreds of years Could have happened ago. hundreds of years ago, that's what I was about to say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, Um, you, you've still got more on this list. I've got, I've got a couple more. So the, the fact that men can perform against women in sport, um, it's it's just an idea so bonkers to me. And, you know, there's, there's talk about, oh, yeah, you just need to reduce your testosterone because it's all about testosterone. It's not all about testosterone. No, of course it's not. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's about bone structure. It's but also, about height. But also it's, it is about testosterone and men have more of it. Well, yeah, it is, but even, so, yeah, so the, the, there are lots of levels to this. There's the fact that testosterone makes a massive difference. Yeah. Um... But then there are levels where, if you achieve these levels of testosterone, you can technically compete with women. Those levels are still like you know several times the the level of any other elite female athlete. Am I right in saying that now they are now the current uh, women's football World Cup winners? This is the Americans, I believe. Yes. The American women's team got smashed got by the, Dallas under, the boys. Dallas under fifteen. The Dallas <laughs> under yes. fifteen boys, yeah. yeah, under 15s, yeah, just Dallas, not Texas, not America, the Dallas under fifteen boys, yeah, that speaks smashed. for itself. Um, but yeah, so so that's, that's just it's ridiculous. but Yet you're a bigot if you if you say that you know that's not the case. Um, and I have got one more. Um, this this is this is a, a trigger warnings. You see, I've just I've not come across trigger warnings. Oh, they're everywhere. You're not one of those. No, honestly. So, you, the, the article you read online articles, they will have tr- online articles where on the internet. I go, I read articles on the internet. Yeah, but where are you reading you, these? I'm, things, I'm right? getting stuff from. Uh, so I I, I so these reads ridiculous social justice warriors on Twitter, and I read articles that they post and and, and, and that they tweet, and there are lots. Of, okay, so this is this is another thing. So they're not called if you so if you're properly woke. They are not called trigger warnings. Oh, anymore. Well, so what do the woke call the trigger? So the word trigger might be a bit triggering. <laughs> so so, so they're, called, they're called content warnings. So the, the very fact that you have the word trigger warning on your article may might trigger some people. May be a bit triggering for some people. Or a bit content or whatever it's called now. Um, so you need to call them content warnings. Aside from the fact that that is the worst thing to do, if you have any kind of, if you have any kind of, you know, PTSD or something actually genuinely is triggering to you, then the best way to get over that is to expose yourself to that like, in yes. small, small chunks. Uh, you know, this progressively. Is like Fear of spiders, isn't it? Because of course, like, it's not like yeah. fear of anything. Yeah. Um, so the the idea that you get these trigger warnings or content warnings and you kind of you know steer clear and you stay in your safe space, that's just gonna make it worse all the psychological are these like are these like pop-ups there. like the nonsense gdpr stuff uh, yes sometimes or sometimes they're just in the title or even in tweets people will say all oh, trigger warning or, or or content warning or they'll say CW colon that means content warning I'm talking about you know guns or something or, or whatever um, it's ridiculous it's, it's just completely unfathomable to me that it's just even a thing you know it's just it's it's but Twitter's not a safe space, right? What? They're trying to make it a safe space.
1: Only how only do you, you make... I,
0: only, well, you employ lots of left-wingers in Silicon Valley and anyone who's a Conservative or a Libertarian gets banned. That's how you make it a safe space. So It's right. just, just left to the Marxists. Um, Personally, I say leave them to it. They can have Twitter. Y- yeah, so I mean, I, I, I quite enjoy it because I enjoy... But I, I, I only for trolling. I, right? I do enjoy winding people up, yeah. I, I don't use it for anything else. Oh well, as long as you as long as you enjoy it, I'm it? getting something out of it for the for the time being. I imagine I'm, I'm surprised I haven't been banned um, I and mean, I'm blocked by millions of people. But I'm, I'm surprised. Well, you're on me. block lists now, aren't you? Oh, of course I am. Yeah, there are pe- people who I've never interacted with at all. I have blocked. blocked you. I have no idea who they are. Um, yeah. But you wear but that, that as a badge a, of honour. That's that's how it works now. You know, you get these block lists, and people will add add you to this list, and then people subscribe to the block lists. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as somebody else gets added, you're automatically blocked by them and, and a million other people. So they get to um, just narrow their echo chamber. Oh yeah, it's even all further. about it's all about echo chambers. Yeah, um, they should have called it Echo rather than Twitter, shouldn't they? You should be sending echoes. There was a there, so there was a Twitter app on the iPhone called Echo Phone which is very appropriate that would just send back the same message back to you or something or well, no, it was just a, it was just a, purely a twitter a twitter app um, right but it was called yeah it was called okay, okay. echo yeah. yeah well on that note is that is that the end of our That's the end slightly of... ranty slightly random edition of sounding board it is it is so thank you for listening you can go to sounding board and download any other episode uh feel free to go to uh, the blog section of our app and read the articles we've written or give us a rating on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Player. or any of the other things.